If you don't think there's hope for the world, why bother going on? You haven't seen the world, so you don't know. You keep going for family. I'm not family. No. Your cargo. This week, we're doing Last of Us, episode one. We saw it last night with what I'm guessing is a large section of the American public. I mean, what do you think the viewership numbers are in something like this? Oh, like, we, I haven't looked, but I'm assuming like 10 mil? 10 mil? We've seen like so, House of Dragon numbers? Which yeah, was, I would... I, no, House of Dragon yeah, no, no. was 25 mil for not three. Not House of Dragon numbers, because I feel like this show also could just get more viewers as it keeps going week by week. Like, this is the first big show of 2023. Listen, Pedro Pascal is a known name. To a certain extent, this is a known media property. This is IP. Last yeah, this, this is a huge video IP. game. But, like, are people really tuning into this because they're interested in the zombie show? Do people even know that it's zombies? I, do, I know people know that it's a video game. So here's the thing. So we're speaking from two very different points of view because Alex, Alex played the game. I played the both games in... Multiple times, number one. And I have I don't really play video games that much. No, no, but you I, tuned into the media. You know about the game. I know about the games. Alex kind of filled me in on a few of my gaps. Well, before the show was, was announced, I was telling you about the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I knew you were like, never going to play them. I've always known it is supposed to be one of the greatest video games. Yeah, but you know, the, you know the major plot points. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know some major plot points. You know all the major plot points. I know all the major plot points. Well, so that's actually what's actually really interesting about the show. Even, um, even through the press, they released the full season because there isn't a feeling of spoilers around the show. They've said straight up, we're doing a pretty one-to-one um, adaptation They're not here. really deviating from the major emotional beats of the story, yeah. right? Like, if, if a character dies on in the video game, they're going to die in this show as yes. well, right? They're not, they're not, you know, spoiler, but Sarah, his daughter, dies in the first... The first 25 minutes of the episode one. Yeah. She's dead. And right? she dies in like the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, let's say, let's say first 10 minutes of the game. All right. It's hard to gauge because you can, you can, as Sarah, you can walk around the house and discover certain things. Mm. So it's hard to gauge how long you're actually spending in that. I'm a guy that doesn't want to spend so much time walking around a house personally. I want to get to the action. Yeah. That's okay. Like I won't skip a cutscene if it's important, but I want to get to the game. But what do you think? You never played the games. You're not a huge video gamer. You hear an adaptation's coming out, and we're instantly thinking one of the best video game adaptations of all time. Well, let, let's talk about this. You know, Craig Mazin is the guy. Chernobyl. The, the, the showrunner of the show. He made Chernobyl, but also in Hollywood, he's considered to be one of the best script doctors out there. Basically, his name's attached to a million scripts that like have gone on to win awards, and he is just there on the back end, just like you know, ghostwriting the hell out of them. I mean, he also has a podcast called Script Notes. Yeah, it's got like seven hundred episodes. That is widely known as like the best screenwriting podcast. Yeah, yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah. He's considered to be just one of the great guys out there, and he he made this his mission. He was like, I want to make the show. Also involved with this is the creator Druck, of the video, Neil game. Druckmann, creator of Naughty Dog. The Last of Us video game series. Wait, he actually made Naughty Dog? Yeah, it's his production company. Or his video game production company. Wait, no, doesn't Naughty Dog also do Uncharted? I think they're partnered with Ubisoft. Oh, okay. Ubisoft. That's a Ubisoft video game series. Oh, okay. Okay. Ubisoft makes makes all of the third-person video game, like Assassin's Creed and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may be wrong about Uncharted, but I'm pretty sure that's Ubisoft. I always thought that was... I, I don't play a lot of video games, so... I mean, whatever. Uncharted is is Naughty Dog. 
Yeah, it's Naughty Dog. Ooh, okay. I got that right. That's a great call on my part. It, but it's also Sony Computer Entertainment. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Whatever. It doesn't really. I mean, that's all. It's a PlayStation uh, exclusive. Last of Us. Yeah. So for me, not really knowing. I know basic stuff about the video game. I thought this show was phenomenal. It uh, episode one at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're only talking about the first episode here. Great, just just the overall set design, the look of this show. You can just tell how much money is being thrown at this thing. Listen, we're not going back to Boston either, right? So that was all the set pieces they used for episode one. They could yeah. reuse them in a different city environment, but we're done with all of this now, right? Yeah. We're, we're going out beyond the wall, you know, Game of Thrones style. Like I just, I just felt that HBO production quality, and that's why I love HBO. I think more than just every, any other network is just when you're watching their stuff. You know that this is this went through a whole line of a million other shows they could have made. They decided this is the one we want to throw two hundred million behind it, and we want to spend. We want to put the best people humanly possible. We want to put Pedro Pascal, not hide him behind a fucking mask, but actually have him act. Well, it's cool with Pedro because he he's like you know this is the same character as Mando in a way. Yeah. Right, I mean, Amanda doesn't have some loss that you know he that's on his shoulder for the whole life until he meets Ellie, right? But you know, he needs Baby Yoda to like grow as a person and get yes. over this like. Well, this is you know cult this, trauma. This is a little bit more R-rated version, and he'll just punch guys to a bloody pulp. Oh, uh, we're not even beginning. Like, if there's nothing better in the game than when you're getting your ass kicked and then Ellie jumps on some guy's back and stabs a dude like fifty times in the neck. And like the like the violence in this stuff with the the child violence and all this stuff because you know it's a pretty gruesome world as we saw. So I'm really looking forward to how they do this. Well, and they've really hinted that they're going to go there. She's already in the first episode holding a knife. She's ready to stab people. Yeah, but she's got that like sadistic look on her face yes. when Joel is like beating the crap out of that officer, and she's like, "Yeah, let's go." Well, then that's really interesting because they you know because unlike with the the video game, my understanding is. You don't really get a lot of the daughter uh, in the very beginning of it. Sarah, I mean, it, it's a precursor. Listen, I'm not crying. or I, I mean, I, I was not crying in the TV show no, either. I wasn't crying in the TV show. Well, listen, because I know they're going to die. And if you have any media literacy, like even like an ounce, like a, like a 12-year-old, you know that daughter's dead, right? Because she kind of has to die, right? We're yeah. going in the future. We know this already. But, you know, we don't feel so much. They did a really good job because this is a TV show. Mm-hmm. See, so you can kind of expand where you can't expand in a video game because you're not spending 10 hours of your gameplay experience going through hallways. And, and a lot of the video game is looking in cabinets for, for, <laughs> for different stuff. That's the bits of video games I'm just like, I don't need any part of. Right. You don't like that. But like it's a, you know, it's like ingrained where most of the video game I'm crouched down in some dark corner and I'm looking like, oh, is there tape or scissors in there, right? So I can craft stuff to beat up other other clickers. I just always find that hysterical. And we haven't really seen clickers yet, but I mean, that's a huge aspect of the game. I I only have one question. I liked it. I liked it. I think the dialogue was a little little shoddy, but it's okay. Really? Yeah, like, like... like all the big points that you liked, like when when Ellie asked about the watch, like that's straight up in the video game, right? Yeah, right. Like like that's okay. I mean, this is a, this is a video game that that takes that takes the norms and the stereotypes of like zombie media, yeah, 
but it like it it the execution's unlike anything, right? Well, like, that, so talk about the writing though. I really thought the writing in the that first scene of of the show, I really like that great use of, the, of that actor. I always forget his name, but we love him in who? the Mummy. Who? Which and, who are you, Tommy? The, sci- the scientist. Oh, the, the scientist. I'm talking about the opening scene. Oh, the open scene with um, Big Head from Silicon yeah, yeah, yeah. Valley. Batiatis from Blood and Sand. I don't know who the third silent guy was. That guy looked like uh, the Shape of Water. The like the like Doug Jones, I think his name is, or uh, could be, could be Doug Jones. Who knows? You know who I'm talking about, right? I know, that, I know exactly. Yeah, who you're yeah, talking yeah. About. Like, I was like, I was like, yo, is that? Is that that's crazy. <laughs> I thought Jones just to be standing there. Yeah, it was a dope opening scene, and it, it like set the tone. Well, I thought this dialogue, I really liked the way That was made. the best dialogue scene because it was completely fabricated <laughs> for the show. Yeah. Right? There was no motivations behind it that we need because a show like this is all plot, and we need to get moving and moving and moving yeah. and moving. Well, also, they did a great job of just like, you know, uh, it's a different kind of pandemic fungal they really explain everything so i don't have to be asking these questions when the show just gets started and i i really i don't have any other questions in the way they're just like there's no way to solve it there's no cure there's like i'm like good you told me what i need to know yeah and they don't wait till like the end of episode three to do that or like how walking dead does it in episode five when they go to the this quarantine center they're just like they open it up they they tell me what i need to know i love also you know they're like well, you know, it's also, it's man's hubris, global warming, you know what I mean? The well, because whole... that's how they explain it in the video game, is yeah. like, oh, fungi shouldn't really, they should be dying, but global warming makes it, it's also hotter. I was, when I saw that scene, I was like, that, I was like, I, I'll believe it for, I was like, that makes sense, that makes sense. The whole world's getting hotter, they they have to build, they handle more heat, made, made perfect sense. Yeah, but it's also got the, it starts out with this theme of, like, death and chaos and, and like this undying light that oh the fireflies seem to be the one but they're just locked in battle like nothing seems good it seems like there's no hope in the world and Joel is clinging on to like oh maybe my brother's in Montana right so again all these yeah, maybe <laughs> everybody needs like this one thing to live and that's like what we get from Ellie and Ellie also needs something to live and you know it's all like you know that's why the whole thing with the fireflies is when you're lost in the darkness look for the light I mean it's so simple but like, you but know, it works. it's a video game, you know, we're playing for the dub gameplay and the Joel Ellie relationship. Yeah. And, and if you don't like it and you don't like Bella Ramsey, I would I would say that maybe you won't like the show because the engine of the show is is it's a road trip with Joel and Ellie. And mm-hmm. that's really what the show is. It's like a really. Dr- yeah, that's what I could tell already. I was like, this this is just what the show is. Right. You're not getting Rick Grimes staying in a prison for two seasons like they're moving from place to place every app. Yeah, well, also, this show is, season one is going to be the first game, and season two is going to be the second game, and then we're done. Like, this is not I could, some long-form... I could see them edging out season two, because it's a it's a, it's a a broader story with multiple lead characters. You would characters. see that it being three seasons instead of yeah, two? Yeah, you can maybe do two. You know what? You know what I would do if I was them? I would do the old AMC model of this. Uh, they did it with what with with uh, Better Call Saul this season, the eight and eight. Or they would, I would maybe do six and six. I, I'm just I, from what I've heard from from my understanding, Craig Mason. This is just how he wants. To I know because season because game two plays with time a little bit because they're switching POVs. Oh, okay. So I I don't know how, that could get a little complicated. Well, also, my understanding of game two, and I won't spoil it, I guess, for people because I know a little. Because I, I told you, but it, it's the crux. It's like season two just mind fucks everybody that likes season one. Is my understanding. It doesn't, but it but every set piece is ten times larger. Right, like you're yeah. climbing skyscrapers, you're like 
burning down entire civilizations. Like, it's massive in the scope, right? And it's all about revenge and all that stuff. So, like, there's a good through lines and, thema- and thematically lenses for each for each of these seasons, and it does really well. So if you're if you want like just a fun watch that like won't necessarily make you think existential about existential dread and like yeah, yeah this is a good fun watch. Oh, Where yeah. you're gonna see like children and fifty year old men beating the crap out of people. Yeah, and there you go. You're gonna meet some fun people along the way. Nick Offerman is playing a really awesome character, like a crazy They've deranged. Been- They've been hyping up his character. They said they really expanded it from the video game, my understanding. They but really I just, did. I've just heard, like, it's a phenomenal performance. Even in the, like, trailer of the next week's on The Last of Us. Yeah. They should get the guy who did The Walking Dead next week's. Would love it. Because he had a great, the, the AMC guy's got a really good voice. But you can even see, like, his, his story's expanded. And they even, I mean, I get it because this show, those games at least, like how much time there is on, and the cutscenes compared to how much time you spend on actual gameplay. Like, there's obviously not that many cutscenes, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's hard for me to say like, oh, I want the whole first set in Boston to be done, right? Even the outskirts of the city to be done in episode one. But I'm like, there really isn't that much time spent in other in these other places, right? To 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 garner like complete episodes. To like like Nick Offerman really doesn't need an hour and twenty minutes. But they're gonna give him right again. It's Nick Offerman, and they go against some group of outlaw of outlaws or whatever. It's like a fun little little mission, but it's not like one of the big parts of, yeah, the, are, of well, the game. Like, do you see like nine episodes? Out of yeah, that? yeah. If the, with the pace, because they set the pace with this episode, and this episode is all like meat, and there's so much they need to set yeah. up. And next episodes, I bet we could have a lot of fun having, you know, having action in in like. In, in that in that weird building, is that you think that whole episode is gonna take place in the building? What, what building? Oh, well, remember they literally they literally focused on at the end of the episode the uh, the building that the crashed into each other. Those two buildings. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a part of the next episode. That's not gonna be the main. That's I, that, I, listen, because there's spoilers and you don't know some of the spoilers. No, I don't. I'm, I don't. So I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to tell you like what with the pacing they're going up. There's probably gonna be a mid episode big thing. And, okay. And then a setup for episode three at the end of two. Okay. That's what I'm guessing. Maybe we mean Offerman at the end of two. Again, I have to see what the pacing they're going at, really. All right? But I can even tell you what the episodes are based off this. Like, the, there's this big episode in some snowy town right before we get to the Fireflies base. And that's going to be a big Ellie episode. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a town in the hospital where they think the Fireflies are. And it's going to be a lot of like... It's not actually a fire. No, there's going to be a lot of like really fun set pieces we're going to be getting. This whole show is just set pieces. Well, they did a really good job setting up like, yo, we're going to have great set pieces, super well directed. Do not worry. We spent the money right. When I saw that airplane, the airplanes just like like so close to the to their uh, car, I was like, this is this is phenomenal. Let's keep this going. I thought their, their action was just great also pedro is just so committed to doing these action scenes you can tell he's trying to use the stunt double as little as possible i'm like i, I really felt it there uh reminding me actually a little bit of a uh, watchman in terms of just production value and quality yeah that city gave me a little bit of the boston version it, yeah, it reminded me of, of the first scene in uh watchman yeah it did or the flashbacks to new york a little bit yeah. as well Again, maybe similar sets because it's HBO. Hundred percent could be. It, it could be a similar. It doesn't look staff. like the filming in Georgia. Thank God, honestly. There's just no too, uh, Canada. Canada. Because there's just too much stuff filmed in Georgia these days. Uh, 
Canada's. No, but I'm saying, but there's too much stuff filmed in Georgia. I feel like we're getting a lot of similar looks for everything. Uh, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry's studio. No, because it's it's cheap. Yeah, well, so he built one of the biggest I know, I know. And and unless you're doing the Walking Dead route, where you're actually building these sets for your show. Yeah. Right, which Walking Dead did, and they actually bought them. Right, unless you're doing that, like... Like, I don't like the whole Marvel, you know, we just have uh, CG backlots. Yeah, and here's our generic New York City... You know Peter Parker block right yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, come on, go to New York City for a few I'm days. I'm like, you guys got all that money. We can't film in New York. As of today, they said they're spending 200 mil on Spider-Man Four, and they're start filming it at the end of 2023. So come on, you can't spend. 50- Wait, Spider-Man Four is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Holland signed on. He's already signed on for like another few movies. I think another three movies. That was never confirmed. Yeah, it was. I this is the first I've heard. Of bro, it, bro, bro is like the face of Marvel at this point. Yeah, he's 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 gonna be the leader of the new Avengers from everything I can tell. I don't know if he's gonna be a leader, but he's gonna be a guy, like a leader, like yeah, one of the top guys. It's yeah. hard to say. Well, I, this is way off topic, but now that we're talking about Marvel, I, 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 I we even talked about this. You heard uh, who's number one contender for Mister Fantastic? I've heard two things. Let me tell you what I've heard. Oh, right. um, I've heard Chidi from. Could be surprised, Mister Fantastic. In uh, you know from um, I know who she. Yeah, I know who you're talking well, about. Yeah, I can never. He was also in. Lo- uh, was he also in Love Life? Yeah, season two. He started yeah. season two of Love of Love Life. I, I. It's a bold pick. What's the name of the show? Chidi. He was in. Um, the the Good Place. Good Place. Yeah, because people don't know. Somebody know doesn't know what Chidi is. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I Chidi from the Good Place. Love I, the good is place. that is that what you're talking about? No. Oh, what are you talking about? Who's your number two, and then I'll tell you who I'm talking about. I've heard I've heard Jacob Belrati going up for every major role that's up right now. I've heard Adam Driver. Oh, I've heard Adam Driver too. I've heard Adam. Dr- I think that's just it's too bold. I think. Well, the, my whole thing is: would Adam Driver take it? Like, you know what I mean? I don't feel like he needs the. He needs to be doing that. No, I think he he got burned a little bit by already in another terrible franchise. Yeah, and I'm saying, does he want to commit? I'm like, unless the script is really good, I don't know why you'd do it. I'm just like, like if you're Adam Driver. Oh you're no, that's what I'm trying to say. He's already made his money. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's already fun. he. People are going to see him. Yeah, like people are going to see 65 because he's in it. Exactly. Also, like the the bit of um, what's it called we watched uh, um, the white the, noise. The, the amount of white noise we saw. We, I thought no, Adam he's Driver good was in white great noise. in White Noise. I hate White Noise, but that's not because of Adam Driver or any of the actors. Exactly. I just think it's a crappy movie, right? It's Bombeck's worst movie I've ever seen. Ooh. No, it's not even a crap. It's not even a crazy call, though. You, you think that's a crazy call? I, I don't know. You haven't I seen a ton of Bombeck. I've seen a good amount of Bombeck. A ton of Bombeck? I've seen more than half of his IMDb. I've seen more than half of his IMDb, yeah. Yeah, but I've seen more than three quarters of his IMDb. <laughs> okay. So what does that tell you? Yes, you've definitely filled in some gaps that I haven't. Did you do the While We Were Young? Yeah, I've seen While We Were Young. Yeah. You like that one? I saw the one on my birthday. I was, it was all right. I was like eh. a birthday movie that came out. It's I was like, like, okay. I, Listen, I'm down for Bombeck and, and Ben Stiller to do anything yeah, together. It's the start of his uh, collaborations with Adam Driver. I know. And Adam Driver, it just feels that movie just feels so generic to me. It does. Like there's does. nothing, there's nothing above the you know surface value for that sort of thing. Yeah, it's uh, my it's it's probably the worst of the Adams, uh, the uh, Adam Sandler, not Adam Sandler, um, Ben Stiller of the Ben Stiller uh, movies. Yeah, or the ones he did with uh, with Bob. Yeah, Mike. yeah, yeah. Greenberg's probably the best. 
Was Greenberg? That's the one I haven't seen. Is Greenberg the best? Yeah, Greenberg. I love Greenberg personally. Reese fans is really good on it too. I right, I'll have to check out Greenberg. Greta Gerwig's kind of weird in that movie though. Isn't that where he like met Greta? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where he met Greta, and yeah. then he did Francis Ha afterwards. Were they already together when they? did? I think they got together while doing Francis Ha. Ah, okay. Right, I think she has a co-writing credit on that one. I don't really know the order. I can't tell you the order. All right, we're done with Last of Us. I'm now, one more mind. thing about Last of Us, and then we'll be done. Um, <laughs> listen, I love the I love the show. I'm gonna watch the show, and we should be making this this we should be making shows based off consumer wants, right? So people want this show, they should be making it, right? That's how that's yeah, how this t- is a great no, but that's how TV should work, right? Yes. Right, essentially, obviously, right? There should be some risk taking, obviously, but did this need to be made into a TV show, right? Because the game is so cinematic already and the game already plays like a film i'm i'm not upset that they made this into it and i started off with saying i like it i'm gonna watch it i can't wait to see the next episode i can't wait for them to bring things into live action but is it necessary no are video game movies in general no some of them are like detective pikachu i actually really enjoyed well yeah but detective pikachu was it's its own thing yeah, but yeah, and, and that's kind of what I liked about Detective Pikachu, or the, even the Sonic franchise, is that they're actually turning these sh- games that are not really narratives and making them into films. Well, well, this then kind of brings us back to I think uh, a little bit of our Fleischman conversations we've been having. It's the question of adaptation. Is it you know what I mean? What are we What are we doing here with adaptation? And this even maybe even takes us to White Noise because I think a big big. Some of our big problems with white noise. I know we haven't read the book. My understanding now, is... No, the problems with white noise is that Bombeck screwed that shit up. Totally. No, nah, but I heard that's just what it is. And a lot like the same way uh, Fleischman, it's just the book. It's yeah, just... Fleischman's a one-to-one. There's, there's literally nothing changed about it. And this one, it just expounds conversations like i don't think i'm learning new things about these characters that i didn't already know in the game well you'll probably learn new things about the what's about the nick offerman character yeah they may expand upon his thing but i don't know if we needed to and i think i think this this show came out at a perfect time now that covid is starting to get out of the general populace and you can kind of have the one to one of the vaccine. If you have that, remember those first scenes with Sarah at the school? Everybody was coughing. Yeah, right. And a random panel of scientists talking about that we're doomed a few generations before the actual pandemic. Like there is some cool stuff going on there, but I don't think there's anything new being brought to the table that you can't get from playing the video game. Oh uh, yeah, that that's all that I'm saying. And I, I'm I'm gonna watch every app, no problem. But did it need to be made as much as like? Like, I want a Dragon Ball Z movie? Well, no. does that need to be made? I think more than this. Because I think there could be a really cool Dragon Ball take. You know what I mean? You could do. And you can make it have, like, stylistically and tonal, mm-hmm. tonally different. Yeah, because oh, you are right. Because this is this feels like shot for shot what the video game They're was. set pieces that are exactly like the video game on purpose. And that's fine. That's cool. But, like, hey, buddy, we're watching TV here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just don't know how they're going to do it because so much of the game is not people talking in rooms and so much of TV is people talking, talking in, in rooms. rooms, right? And and this is not like... I, I think they've done a good job so far. So far they've done a good job, but but this is going to be probably the meatiest episode. Oh, Except really? for maybe the last one. I don't really know how they're planning on doing it, but maybe there's an episode with Tommy later on that's pretty meaty in terms of dialogue. 
But most of the episodes, we have, a, you know, like every other video game, there's a little bit of talking and then we launch into the next mission or yeah. battle. Except for this show, this this video game, I mean, The Last of Us did a really good job of keeping it like cinematically, you know, impressive. But I don't know if it's going to be more impressive in the show. That's all I'm saying. No, no. Well, I think they're also trying to say like, you know, there's a bunch of people like me that just know stuff about the game but haven't played it. So it's introducing to a new audience. Yeah. That's a whole separate. That's what Druckmann was talking about in the post episode of, of him saying. Like, honestly, this is probably going to improve sales of the game. They were already phenomenal. Well, so the video game industry is larger than pretty much all entertainments put together. Like, it's such a big industry. Also a profit margin. That's what I'm just... saying. It's so much better. Than, than yeah, because you can sell a game for sixty bucks, right? And especially if it's if you have in-game purchases, yep. boom, boom. That's why you know that's why the the battle royale games are so so great right now. All right.